This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.49 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana and Phil. Former Prime Minister Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin is expected to be charged in the Kuala Lumpur High Court today with several counts of corruption under the MACC Act as well as the Anti-Bunny Laundering Act. Yesterday, the Bersatu President and Perikata National Chairman was detained at the MACC headquarters for almost nine hours to give his statement. He was reportedly arrested there at 1 p.m. but was released on bail later in the evening. This is the latest in the series of charges laid against Brasatu leaders in conjunction, in sorry, in connection with the Jana Wibawa program. A few weeks ago, former Brasatu Info Chief Wan Saiful was slapped with two charges of soliciting and accepting bribes. What does this mean for the political career of the Pago MP as well as the prospects for the Parikata National Coalition that he leads? For reactions to these developments, we speak to Dr. O. Isan, Principal Advisor at the Pacific Research Centre. Good morning, Isan. Thank you very much for joining us. So as mentioned, former Prime Minister Tan Sri Muhyiddin Yassin will face multiple criminal charges in court today. Was this development anticipated by political observers like yourself? And uh, could it even have been foreseen by Muhyiddin himself? Well, after WAM and DB, of course, uh, there are no surprises in terms of uh, all these uh, former senior leaders being charged. And indeed, as you as the announcement just now, the busy following the money trails, I think uh, our MACC has been assiduously doing that uh, over the past uh, three months, uh, trying to look for all these uh, well, trails, indeed, uh, of uh, corrupt practices and so on. So, um, no, I'm not surprised, uh, but I'm very interested to see how would the political scenario uh, fan out. Which is the question, right? What is at stake for him individually and for his party? Well, um, I, I think there are various options. Uh, for example, Tan Sri Mohidin, if charged, uh, could, uh, shall we say, take a sabbatical, not exactly resigning uh, from his party presidency or he could resign uh, outright. But uh, what I actually worry about is uh, what uh, ensues, namely uh, if he were not uh, the one to, uh, for example, head the Parekata National Coalition, who would do so? Would it be, for example, the other major party pass? And if that is the case, uh, what would it imply for Malaysia's political uh, development? Yeah. So there are um, issues regarding the Brigata National Coalition and who might take lead uh, in that if uh, Tan Sri Muhyiddin is indisposed because of this uh, court case. I guess, Isan, based on what we, what little we hear and, and, and read about what charges are being put up against him, what, what do you make of these um, charges, I suppose? Well, those uh, so-called uh, money laundering uh, charges, uh, typically those are very technical uh, charges. For example, somebody deposited uh, a sum, usually a large sum of money into your account and you could not explain uh, where did it come from. And by the way, I think this is a big loophole in our banking system. You can frame people for that. Uh, well, then you could be charged for uh, so-called uh, money laundering and, and various other nefarious uh, practices. Uh, but uh, the corruption charges typically would be uh, more specific. You know, there would be, uh, for example, uh, you know, money or other uh, goods uh, exchanging hands and so on. Sometimes electronically, for example. 
Can I just go back to the political question about who will helm Bursatu? Because the concern you have is that if Bursatu has no leader, then PAS kind of takes over the Perikatan national leadership. Who are the candidates to lead Bursatu? Are we talking about existing, you know, leader of opposition Hamza or the likes of Peja or Asmin Ali? Yeah, I think they are all uh, viable candidates. Uh, but as it looks now, um, it will be Hamza who will take over, right? Because he's the, well, the leader of the opposition. But what I worry about is uh, without Muhyiddin there to have, uh, shall we say, the gravitas of his uh, leadership. Uh, some, some people may or may not like that. But without his gravitas, uh, then the whole center of gravity within Parikatan, I think, will shift to uh, uh, pass. After all, pass has nearly doubled the number of uh, MPs uh, than Bersatu. And uh, a, a pass-led uh, PN uh, would, of course, redouble its efforts uh, to to promote its uh, its colours and fashions of uh, politics here. Isan, um, Tan Sri Mugidin Yassin has uh, denied any wrongdoing and has said that this is another um, action of selective prosecution on the part of the government. How powerful a narrative is this, do you think, for um Persatu and Perikata National. Is this a narrative that can gain traction among um, the public? Well, I think certainly among Persatu uh, uh, followers or supporters, I'm not even sure it would uh, persuade uh, the whole of Perikata National because it would appear that a lot of Perikata National supporters are actually supporting the past uh, first and foremost and only by extension the Persatu. But of course, yeah, for the Bersatu followers, I think uh, this will be a very powerful uh, narrative here. How does this translate into the six upcoming six state elections? I mean, I'm just wondering, right, for Pakatan Harapan Amno, is it better to battle a PAS-led Perikata National uh, Coalition or something that's more balanced between PAS and Bersatu? Well, that's a uh, very, uh, well, it's it's a six-state uh, question, uh, not exactly a $6 million question, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I, I think ultimately it would also give us a glimpse as to uh, what are uh, mainly in the minds of uh, our, our voters. Would they, uh, would they want um, a, a more conservative religious outlook for the country? Or are they still uh, considering, let's say, socio-economic ills and concerns to be uh, upfront in their mind? Because uh, whether we like Bersatu or not, uh, it is, uh, at least to me, a mirror image of uh, AMNO. It uh, is still uh, hopes on the... the uh, it is still... Uh, it's still uh, how should we put it... Uh, it still hops on uh, the socio-economic concerns of the uh, Bumiputras and, and so on. Whereas PAS has uh, a brand of politics, which is more towards a religious concern. So it really would give us a glimpse as to what is most important, what is first and foremost in the minds of voters. And that's why I just want to extend that question. I mean, this is very interesting from a perspective of Peninsular Malaysia, but with the past lap Brigada National Coalition, how does that work with respect to future coalition building with the likes of the parties in Sarawak and Sabah? Because we've always known that in Sarawak and Sabah, they tend to be open to negotiations with whoever party it is, right? But there's always this pushback against something that's a bit more conservative in its nature. Well, I, I think, uh, especially Salawat, uh, it will simply have a leave-us-alone type of uh, attitude. 
Let us not forget the Sarawak uh, ruling coalition, GPS, was uh, the first uh, to uh, declare support uh, after the last general election to uh, the Perikatan national side. It's only when the tide turns a bit towards uh, the other side, namely the PH and BN side, then they switch their support. So uh, I don't think they will have problems supporting a PN-led uh, government anytime in the future. Yeah. I want to come back to this selective prosecution narrative, Isan. Um, earlier, we talked about how this could galvanize um, Bursatu and Perikata national um, opposition supporters. But um, what what about the impact that it could have on Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim and um, perceptions of how he is actually uh, tackling corruption? Because on the one hand, we do see um, that uh, institutions are going after um, opposition leaders at the moment. But on the other hand, uh, the other side of it is the fact that um, there's a lot of questions also on why Amno was given an exemption from being deregistered, for example. So how do you think these two different, um, I guess, headlines are, are going to impact um, the government moving forward? Well, I think those uh, who questioned uh, those uh, decisions, uh, I mean, I will be very blunt about it. They are typically very reform-minded, very progressively uh, minded and so on. And they don't like Amno, to put it even more bluntly. But uh, whether we like it or not, uh, sometimes we need to look at the concept of uh, the the lesser of uh, not only two, but a few uh, evils or devils, right? Uh, for example, AMNO is the boardwalk against uh, Perikatan uh, National. But if Perikatan National were to come to power, for example, if you force me to choose, I would no doubt choose uh, Bersatu over Pass. So you need to uh, sort of look at politics in a sort of cascading effects. <laughs> you don't like Amno, but perhaps you don't like Brasatu even more. You don't like Brasatu, but perhaps you don't like Pass even more. And you have to uh, sort of prioritize your liking for all these parties accordingly, to put it very, very bluntly. Isan, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Dr. O Isan, Principal Advisor at the Pacific Research Centre, giving us re- his reactions to what's happening in the court complex this morning. Tansri Muhyiddin Yassin is uh, due to be charged for corruption under the MACC Act, as well as under the Anti-Money Laundering Act. We'll be following the developments as they unfold. And the reality that in our political system, we have to deal with more than two devils. I'm sure. I, I think some would argue that anybody in the political system is really a devil, even <laughs> if they have that halo in disguise. In any case, uh, 8.59 in the morning. We're heading into the 9 a.m. News Bulletin, but we do have a message for you. When you hear the word head injury, many of us often think of the worst case scenario. But when is a head injury considered mild or serious? And how might it impact someone's physical ability or even their behaviour? We'll be discussing this and what caring for people with head injuries looks like with Dr. Gurmit Singh, consultant neurosurgeon from Subang Jaya Medical Centre. Tune in to Health and Living on 13th of March at 4 p.m. We have the opening bell coming up next, as well as Market Insights with Tim Mulholland of TJM Limited. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.